is the Go Blue Crew. Welcome into the Go Blue Crew. I'm Tyler Fenwick with Derek Devine. It feels like it's been a while, Derek. So how have you been? Been good, you know. Uh, lots of some changes, moving, moving. Cut That's fun. Cut me in a week where I'm relocating. But tell still everybody where you tell everybody where you're broadcasting from today. Right, right now I am broadcasting from the basement of my Jackson, Michigan. Live home. from Derek's basement. Live on a card table that was probably about eighty dollars from Sam's Club. Um, with my computer propped up in a Swiffer wet jet box. Oh wow! My Yeti blue microphone actually attaches to this card table better than the desk I sold. Hmm. But yeah, you know, between packing everything up and uh, selling all the stuff we don't want moving forward, not a whole lot of spots to work, podcast, game, you know, you name it. So, but kind of miss, kind of miss this no, opportunity. Of course. Live from Derek's basement sounds like Chris Hansen's about to be involved, though. We we could rebrand. Uh, that'd be a... You're a good fill-in for Chris Hansen. <laughs> Is it Hansen or Henson? Shoot. No, I'm not sure. <laughs> I believe it's Hanson. Anyway, we're you know this isn't Catch Predator. It's the Go Blue Crew. Um, Michigan got a big win against Michigan State at home. Emotional one coming off of uh, the shooting at Michigan State, and you know weren't even sure if that one was was going to happen that game. So, uh, put it into a two game losing streak, and now you come on the final four games of the season, all of them. A uh, chance for Michigan to improve the resume. I mean, Rutgers, Illinois, and Indiana sit ahead of Michigan on uh, the net rankings, and Wisconsin's not far behind. Uh, that would be a nice win, even though you're, you know, you're not beating a team maybe technically better than you. But to avenge that loss earlier would would be a big deal. So, you know, four games left, considering what we've seen uh, against, you know, going back earlier in February, close losses to. Indiana and Wisconsin and then beating a Michigan state. What's the, where are you on the, the Michigan barometer? I uh, got a win probably three out of the next four to, to really have a fair shot. I'd say I would even say three uh, out of the next four, just to like be in the conversation. That's not three out of the next four. doesn't like get you back in the picture. I don't think it just means that, we can mention Michigan's name in the in the tournament conversation, and it's not laughable. Yeah, and I think too, um, if you find a way to win three out of four, it's going to help your positioning in the Big Ten. You know, right now you're sitting at, I think, tied for fourth with what seems like thirty teams. Yeah, uh, you know, you're never a game or, or more away on either end, so you you find a way to to not play on those first days. Uh, in the Big Ten tournament, that would be that would be huge. Uh, but three out of four, a better seeding in the, the Big Ten tournament, and a couple of wins in the Big Ten tournament, you know, gives you, uh, you know, up to five quality wins likely uh, in a quality conference. You know, maybe not the high end conference this year. Uh, there's there's some other good good uh, conferences, especially the Big Twelve has the two last NCAA champions. Um, but you know, you have three road wins or three road opportunities for wins, uh, and then that rematch against Wisconsin. So, uh, and a rematch against Indiana too, uh, you know, a team that they close loss, 
going to be hard to, to go uh, to Indiana and win. Again, we talked about those tickets still over $200 a ticket. Uh, a place I would love to watch a Michigan-Indiana game. Not going to happen this year. Uh, but, yeah, you know, that's that's your finale. So you find a way to, to get three wins. Uh, that means two of them at least are going to come on the road. And, and road victories are, are hard to get, uh, especially for a Michigan squad that can play up and down. But that went against Michigan State uh, in a rematch. A very emotional night overall. was a good win. Uh, but there are some better opportunities for wins coming up. Uh, and I feel like Michigan is good enough to do it. Uh, but they got to get used to playing away from home outside of a, the Sunday matchup against Wisconsin, which will be the last home game of the year. Uh, it's all going to be road or neutral site. And so uh, basically the tournament starts now. You're, you're away from home. You're on a, a different schedule. Uh, and you're basically survivor advance. You're playing to stay alive for the NCAA tournament. And we'll see what Michigan team shows up uh, in the final two weeks. Yeah, this is a one, two, three, four, five, six-way tie Michigan is in for fourth place in the conference. Indiana is number three, uh, just a half game ahead. So really anything in there um, up for grabs at this point. And um, Michigan will play, you know, Rutgers and Illinois are two of those teams um, in that six-way tie and then you know indiana up there at number three so good opportunities to move up and we've been talking about it so long just the the opportunity to to get good position in a conference tournament means that if you're a bubble team or you want to be in the conversation as a team that looks good for the tournament if you make a run in your conference tournament it's so important to get a, a good seed, good position in that conference tournament. So Michigan's got a chance to do that. The most encouraging thing from that Michigan State win is the fact that down the stretch, Michigan actually hit big shots. Uh, that that had been the Achilles heel of this team in, in so many games, so many close losses, just the inability to to either uh, close out a game with a lead or, or the inability to, to take that, you know, three, four, five-point deficit and turn it into a tie game and take a lead. Uh, so two big threes, one Kobe Bufkin. I don't know if you want to call it a miracle, lucky, uh, total skill. I don't know, but uh, that one was was great. And then who else but Hunter Dickinson is, is hitting kind of the dagger there toward the end. That's the exact thing that Michigan's going to need when you talk about playing now four uh, quality opponents in, the ro- in a row. And three of those games, the toughest ones, Rutgers, Illinois, and Indiana, are all on the road. So with that said, Derek, do you trust Michigan's late game play based on one performance? Or if you had to put your money on it, would you say uh, they're going to regress back to the mean here and probably look uh, more like the Michigan team that we're used to seeing late in games? Probably somewhere in the middle. I think you said big shots, you know, their ability to just make shots at the end of the game has been questionable. That's true. Yeah. They've had, they've lost a game where they didn't score for five minutes. They lost a game where the other opponent didn't score a field goal in the the final (laughs) 10, 10, 10 minutes or something like that. Yeah. Uh, And so, yeah, to see big shots hitting a big game, you know, because of the, the environment and because of the tough week uh, Michigan state had as, as an institution, uh, because it's a rivalry game, a rematch, you know, that's still a big game. Michigan State's not the top team in the Big Ten. 
uh, but hitting big shots and big moments uh, definitely is, is is a better fit for a tournament team than uh, than the opposite of that. But yeah, probably somewhere in the middle um, because we've just seen so many close games um, go the opposite way, uh, and, and Rutgers is not a bad team this year at all. They're a good team this year. They've been, you know, on the up for a while now. Uh, tough place to play. They don't want, you know, an, uh, a Michigan team that's not playing all that well this year to come in and win. I think I saw it. Look again, ESPN analytics, 84.9% chance for Rutgers to win. Okay. Just not something you, you know, you're used to, used to seeing, I guess. Yeah. Uh, especially, you know, a team that's, you know, two wins better, but the same in the conference tied in the conference. Uh, you know, that's showing something that, you know, Michigan hasn't played all that well at times in the Big Ten and Rutgers, maybe a little bit more consistently, though, um, you know, lost three out of the last five or Michigan's won three out of the last five. Uh, Michigan beat up on Nebraska. Uh, you know, Rutgers hosted Nebraska, lost. Uh, so they've had some common opponents. Uh, you know, Wisconsin beats Michigan. Wisconsin lose, loses to Rutgers. Uh both teams in the last five have beaten Michigan State. So very similar squads. Uh, I think I think it will be a fun matchup. I think it will be a good matchup. Uh, but if, if Michigan can get some of the contribution they got against Michigan State, whether it's the big shots or a guy like Doug McDaniel just continuing to, to play into a better starting point guard uh, into his role, uh, he was really impressive early. Uh, he's looking better and better. Uh, as Jet Howard seems to have gotten quieter, uh, someone like Doug McDaniel stepping up, Will Cheddar, big minutes, uh, Terrace Reed, uh, big rebounds, big moments uh, in that Michigan-Michigan State game. I think that's it. I think it's you know capturing big moments in general, big shots, uh, uh, big rebounds. You know, Terrace Reed on the offensive and defensive class is a monster. I think that dude has a chance to be uh, better than Hunter Dickinson overall. Uh, Hunter Dickinson has just been so consistent since his freshman year that he'll always have the leg up uh, and has already spent three years. So who knows if Terrace Reed blows up next year, if he's even around, but he is so encouraging to watch. Doug McDaniel has been encouraging to watch. And so this is the time that your young players need to develop, need to step up. Uh, and, and I think if they do so, uh, especially if Hunter Dickinson and Jet Howard can get anything going, just a semi-normal night. Uh, Michigan's probably going to win some some basketball games in the next four. Yeah, no, speaking of uh, roster revelations, I mean, Jet Howard and Terrence Williams uh, looking like possibly game time decisions for Rutgers. Who knows what's happening there? I mean, you, you talked about Terrace Reed coming on really strong uh, against Michigan State, which they absolutely needed. I think if him and Hunter Dickinson continue to to gel together on the court at the same time, uh, it changes things, obviously, for Michigan's offense, but it, it happens when it's done right in a good way. Um, you mentioned Will Cheddar. Joey Baker, to me, is still that like number one wild card. If you get like a good night out of him, that's probably a good day for, for your offense. If you're not, it, you know, he just doesn't really have a role in the court. And now you're looking at, you know, if you don't have Jet Howard especially – uh, a lot falls on on the shoulders of Kobe Bufkin and and Doug McDaniel to a to a lesser degree, but to just be playmakers, shot makers, uh, uh, that's you know that's a lot to ask from them. So, a lot going on with the roster. But if let's say 
you know, it may not happen against Rutgers, but let's say a game or two down the line, Michigan's, you know, mostly back to normal uh, health-wise. Do you expect to see uh, Terrace Reed playing more either with or without Hunter Dickinson? Do you expect to see him in the game more considering the impact he, he just had and that, you know, as, as long as he doesn't regress, he'll continue to have? Yeah, they're going to keep giving him opportunities. I think the way he gets himself out of the game is foul trouble, which has been a, oh my a gosh, big deal yes. for him. Him and Joey uh, Baker cannot stay on the court. <laughs> he's had, you know, he sometimes he has trouble corralling the ball. Um, and yeah. so th- he definitely looks everything like a freshman at times. And then he, then he looks like he's, uh, you know, has a you know chance to be a, a superstar. He's a full um, man out there. When, yeah, he's, when he muscles like he up. Is, dude, yeah. he is fun to watch. I, I I think last year, you know, we had a lot of talent to, to enjoy as fans uh, watching Michigan basketball. Uh, I think Musa Diabate was more flashy, um, a guy that was kind of thrown into a, a starting role early. But, yeah. you know, in terms of a complete player, uh, Terrace Reed Jr. is becoming that and doing so with limited minutes in general and, again, because of foul trouble. So if you can get out there, give Hunter Dickinson his, his first rest, usually around like that under 12 mark, under 8 mark, depending on how the game's going, stay out of foul trouble, it gives – Juwan Howard a chance to really do some things in the second half uh, with that two tower twin tower lineup. Uh, it's not going to work against every team, but you know when when it creates a rebounding advantage, uh, when it creates mismatches where you know the games for Hunter Dickinson is is really getting focused on, and he can pass it to another reliable guy down low, or there's a guy to you know a second guy to get those boards. Juwan Howard will go to it, but you know Terrace Reed wants to be out there. Uh, he definitely needs to find a way to uh, stay out of foul trouble. And if he's going to get to the line, uh, hit a little bit more than his 37% uh, from the line. You know, one of the one of the worst uh, free throw percentages out of a Michigan Wolverine in quite some time. I'm but sure. getting better. Uh, Jace Howard, not much better, though he hasn't had as many opportunities, I'm sure. Uh, but I think he's got good form. I think he's getting his confidence. Uh, and he's hit some clutch shots, you know, the, the and one. Uh, you know, the, the, the defensive uh, block and uh, kind of leads to, uh, you know, corralling the ball himself, you know, leads to a three-pointer. That dude is a monster, and it's only a matter of time for his minutes just go up in general, especially come tournament time. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the roster, I've been seeing, I'm not an NBA guy, but I, you know, pay a little bit of attention to these mock drafts. No surprise to see Jed Howard's name. Uh, among the first rounders and now you're starting to see Kobe Bufkin's name creep up there um, I saw one today I believe it was from on three uh, late first round but you're starting to see it more I guess uh, you're a little bit more I think of an NBA guy than I am and maybe that's an understatement but you know, what's your impression of seeing those two uh, especially Kobe Bufkin now you know being talked about in in that first round territory Jeff Howard makes sense. I think anytime a guy is, you know, a top 50 player at high school uh, and then actually proves himself on the court, has a breakout game plus 30, uh, you're going to make the boards pretty easily. Uh, he will be a guy that, you know, he's got to do the whole uh, combine, you know, do the workouts, um, but he's going to show really well. He's got basketball in his blood. Uh, he's going to be a guy that's likely to go and likely to be drafted high. Kobe Bufkin, 
Uh, I think you look at, you know, a, a really easy comparison, especially for Michigan fans, would be a, a Jordan Poole that just hasn't quite found shot consistency. Uh, Jordan Poole at Michigan had a pretty quiet freshman season, uh, played a much bigger role his sophomore year, uh, but wasn't, you know, a the incredible shot maker he's been at times in the NBA. Uh, obviously, working with Steph Curry uh, and Steve Kerr helps. Uh, he found the perfect system for himself. Uh, where you've seen guys like Nick Stauskas who can shoot the lights out, you know, not find as great of a system, uh, get bounced around a little bit. Um, I think Kobe Bufkin defensively uh, is probably ready for the for the next step. Incredible uh, on-ball defender. Yeah, and I think so just his overall playmaking ability, his handles. Uh, yeah, he's definitely a, a notable two-guard uh, who likely is going to have a, an extensive – NBA career, it's just a matter of if he's a star or just that really good six-man role player off the bench that can uh, get you solid minutes and, and knock down shots. But, yeah, if he continues to play well, uh, he's going to climb up the draft boards. Uh, but, yeah, Jet Howard, just from overall skill, body, uh, you know, bloodline, you know, likely to be the higher pick. Uh, but, yeah, both of those guys definitely can make, will make, and, and play in the NBA. I think if you're going to nitpick on Jed Howard and I'm not even really focusing on the NBA anymore, but um, defense, definitely, you know, that at times, I mean, I think you could just straight up call him a liability defensively, but um, you know, finishing at the rim has been a struggle too. I, I can't remember the, the exact percentage, but it's a low percentage of shots. He's able to finish at the rim and, you know, he's, he's not the athletic, uh, finisher like like Kobe Bufkin who can who can elevate really well and and is is he you know he he keeps his chin on the rim as they say I mean he's just a great finisher that's not really Jet Howard's game um but but I think if you're going to nitpick on some of the things that that he's not quite able to offer Michigan right now and then you think about it maybe translating to the next level is is though he is a clear shot maker a guy who's able to get his own shot it's kind of limited to a jump shot he's not not able to get to the rim very well and then yeah defensively man I mean this whole team has defensive breakdowns this is the most frustrating thing about this season in my opinion just watching it seems like anywhere from five six seven times a game just full-on breakdown like running away from a shooter losing a cutter those kinds of things happen all the time and so it feels unfair to like single out Chet Howard, which isn't really what I'm doing, but you know, just personally that the defense could definitely be better. But yeah, with Kobe Buck and man, like you just don't worry about that kind of stuff. Very solid defensively, especially on the ball. He's a great finisher, like we talked about. So uh, the other, the other NBA thing while we're on it, I wanted to get your take on is Hunter Dickinson. Cause I feel like we've, you know, we've, we've circled this wagon so many times especially the past couple off seasons where it's like, is he staying? Is he going? Do you think he's done anything this season to turn himself into a better NBA prospect? It seems like it's similar. In fact, I think he's been more inconsistent this year. Um, obviously he's sharing a, a spotlight with Jet Howard, who was putting up a lot of shots. Um, but Hunter Dickinson is a, you know, he's a 40% three point shooter this year, uh, averaging, you know, near 10 boards, getting his points uh, defensively still can be a liability, but there's, there's a spot for him in the NBA. 
uh, but he's going to have to really, really, you know, find a good system uh, and, and play lights out early on, even even in the summer league. Um, yeah, I think it's probably the this is the, probably the last season for him either way. Uh, I think coming back for that third season, though, not as big of a surprise as maybe even coming back for a second season. Uh, you know, I think big things for Michigan, but with, with Terrace Reed uh, developing, Hunter Dickinson already being an older college student, I think it's probably time uh, that he, he does venture into the NBA uh, and he'll get his opportunity. Uh, he's definitely all around a good player, uh, can hit from the line, can, can hit from behind the arc. Uh, and then obviously he's just a big body. So he'll have to continue to, to work on things that the NBA wants. Uh, but, you know, he's, he's had a great career at Michigan. And, and I think really if you play for Michigan, if you play for any team that's the caliber of Michigan, even in a down year, you're going to get your fair shot uh, on a summer roster uh, and likely to be picked up by somebody even if you aren't drafted. Uh, but, you know, I, I see him getting drafted regardless. Uh, just a guy who is already older, pretty mature, has great basketball IQ, one of the better big man passers uh, in, the, in the nation of not the best. Uh, so there's a lot of things that NBA, uh, you know, development teams can work with uh, with him on a roster. All right. Last thing before we sign off, I'm not going to ask you to go game by game unless you want to. But, you know, Michigan's going to finish here Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday, Rutgers, Wisconsin, and then Illinois, Indiana heading into the Big Ten tournament. So going into the conference tournament, how do you think we'll be feeling about this team, especially when it comes to NCAA tournament chances? Questionable. But is that better than where we are right now? Do you think is that an upgrade? I think it. I think you are maybe even with a loss to Indiana and a loss to Wisconsin. I think you're possibly riding a high of you beat Michigan State. Uh, and he, again, in a year where both Michigan and Michigan State are, I, I believe, tied in the conference right now, uh, it still feels good to to beat a rival. So I think the high is a little bit, you know, misleading. Uh, so technically, probably as questionable as I feel now, but I think it's the road games. It's the at Illinois, you know, a team that absolutely despises Michigan fans that despise Hunter Dickinson. You know, we saw how that went for him at Wisconsin. Uh, you know, you, you'll need somebody like a Buffkin to step step up uh, at Indiana. Just a tough team to play, uh, even though they've had their ups and downs. It's a uh, it's going to be a tough road matchup. And then even at Rutgers, like we already talked about, it's not an easy place to go play basketball. So I feel pretty positive that Michigan wins their final home game of the season, but that's only one out of four wins. Uh, I see probably going two and two, uh, and I'm going to say the the next two wins are at Rutgers and versus Wisconsin, but I think they end the season with two losses. That'd be a tough way to go out because if that's what happens, you know, you're going to feel pretty good about beating Rutgers on the road and then beating Wisconsin, that gives you three in a row uh, with two big opportunities ahead of you. And then to drop those two, it'd send you into the conference tournament on a low note. I, I think I'll, I'll say for myself, so much of the way I'm going to allow myself to feel about tournament chances will be based on the performance against Rutgers. If you go on the road and you beat that Scarlet Knights team and, and you're getting ready now for an, a winnable game at home against Wisconsin... I'm going to allow myself to feel a little bit of hope there and I'm sure it'll be false and, you know, bad and I'm sure I'll regret it. But I mean, how could you not uh, to, to beat your rival 
uh, and then go on the road and get a win like that against Rutgers. If that happens, I think I'll allow myself to feel just that little bit of hope. If, you know, do you think that's that's fair? Even though I feel like we both understand that's totally foolish, but it also at the same time seems a little fair. I mean, beat the teams you're tied in the conference with, which is now Michigan State, who you just beat, Rutgers, who you play next. Uh, and then obviously, you know, Wisconsin will play again before then, but uh, beat a team that's below you in the conference, you know, protect that seed, uh, protect that tide for fourth, get yourself into the third conversation with Indiana, only a, a game up uh, and a matchup with them again looming. So, yeah, beat the teams you're supposed to beat. Uh, that's the best way to keep yourself in the conversation. And if you can do something and, and knock down a, or knock out an Illinois on the road that you're tied with or a Indiana on the road to end the season, uh, any sort of positive momentum going to the tournament will, will do wonders for this team. Uh, I think they've had enough up, ups and downs, injuries, you name it. To, they don't really need the adversity at this point. They need the wins uh, and they need the confidence. Uh, I think they know what they need to work on too. So play good basketball, uh, play, your way into a better, play your way into a better seat of the Big Ten tournament. And I think this team has a pretty strong chance to make the NCAA, but yeah, uh, fall apart on the road and any of those three remaining road games uh, going to be tough to see him doing much in the Big Ten or even making the NCAA alone. Yeah. Okay, next week, Derek, um, are you going to be broadcasting from the new home? Yeah. I'll is, be, that, uh, is that how this works? We uh, just outside of the Detroit area, broadcasting from a brand new studio. So Divine. What's your address? Um, what color is the house? I will tell you this much. My address, though you'll never know the road, is the year Marilyn Monroe passed away. I don't know that. No, I hope the listeners don't either. Okay. I mean, that's pretty easily Googleable, but go for it. Okay. I mean, I'll do it later. And yeah. But we'll never be able to guess the road, huh? No. Okay. It's so a different area fine. than what you're thinking for those listening. And I might have also lied. I was gonna say I don't have anything I, in my head. I, I really just wanna. I really just wanna. I guess I won't know if anyone Googled, unfortunately. But I, I was thinking, like, let us know if you do. Yeah, just let us know. Hit us, hit us up if you do try to find it. And and if you do, let's you know, let's uh, crack a cold one, talk some Michigan <laughs> hoops. Uh, first person to find it, fifty dollar Hemden gift card on Derek. Fair. Yeah, right. you're you're excluded from this competition and any loved ones uh, in your life. So. Fair, I understand. I got you'll it. get the address at some point. I'm, I'm very positive, so don't okay. go sharing it. I I'll do my best to keep that close to the vest. It's Sounds been good. a it's been a pleasure doing uh, Divine in the Basement, but <laughs> this will be it for that. Wait, does your new house have a basement? It does. Yes. All right. Well, but now... I don't think I'll be setting up shop. Okay. Have, a, have a you know a nice little office room, office oh, area. Man. So Look at gonna you. be gonna be shared to the spouse. But you know, I think if All I right. can identify that podcast time, close the sliding door, again, crack a cold one. We'll be. But is it like a Michigan barn? Basketball. One of those barn door things? Does it roll? It's not. It's like an old school like goes into the wall slider. Oh door. yeah, no, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So That's you know, cool. very nineties. It is. Uh, I think the wheel and the track on that door specifically maybe a little bit more busted than a couple of the other ones throughout the house. Okay. So I'll make sure that it's closed and not squeaking uh, as I walk into. Like it won't be our entrance music or anything. Okay. By the way, do we do we need to update the intro? 
Um, we could. I think I, I mean, you live myself. somewhere new. I live somewhere new pretty soon here. Like we need, might need to refresh, rebrand. It's probably been four or five years since I recorded myself saying this is the Go Blue Crew. I'll I'll make that a project of mine. Maybe we both do it, just compare, and then we have people vote. Okay, I like that. We can do that. A little competition. Oh, this is all for Divine in the Basement. That was nice. Nice to to always see you down there in the basement, occasionally with a, a hoodie or something hanging up in the background that looks oh, like yeah, a person. Oh yeah, it. And that, you know what? I, I wanted to join you for uh, Whiskey Wednesday, but I got nothing, man. We don't have any groceries. Wow. We've, we've essentially moved without actually relocating. All of our even snacks <laughs> are in another location. So Damn. we're just trying to survive uh, the now ice storm and, uh, yeah, being foolish. Wait, ice storm? Yeah, Michigan's got an ice storm today. It's 60 degrees here. I uh, Apparently I live in the wrong state. I mean, we're in the Midwest, but hard to believe it's that different. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, the rain has frozen on the car, and uh, there's a vehicle outside that's uh, completely covered in ice. So. All right. Well, Don't good luck going anywhere anytime soon. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing the new place next week. And until then, everybody, take care. Go Blue. Go Blue.